What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, some big pieces of news to talk about. First one is a bit somber, honestly. Brewers reliever Devin Williams is going to miss the rest of the season with a fractured hand because he was celebrating the National League Central clincher. That's what happened. Like very, um, yeah, very sad, honestly. So the Brewers clinched the National League Central, and you know they they were having some drinks and everything. He said he had a bit too much to drink, got upset about something, and he punched the wall with his pitching hand. He's gonna need surgery, and now he's out for the playoff run. That is really really bad luck. I I don't I I don't even know how else to describe it because obviously you know he's a key part of. That rotate, not the rotation, but you know the the bullpen, the staff, whatever you want to call it. It's a huge blow to the Brewers' postseason plans. I mean, few relievers in baseball have been better than Devin Williams over these last two years. He broke into the majors late in 2019, and because he threw such few innings that year, he retained rookie eligibility for last year. And then last year, absurdly, he only allowed just one earned run over 27 innings striking out a laughable 53% of opposing hitters. So that got him the NL Rookie of the Year and Reliever of the Year, Reliever of the Year awards. Obviously, it wasn't a, like expected that he would repeat that this year because you know last year was such a small sample size. But he's been phenomenal for the Brewers again this season. Over 54 innings, he's worked with a 2.50 ERA and a 38.5 strikeout rate, which checks in seventh among relievers. So... They were hoping to pair him and Josh Hader, you know, to leverage those, you know, those high stakes postseason innings. Now they're going to have to do it without Devin Williams. It's a crushing blow. It's a crushing blow. I mean, this is actually, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a baseball thing, but this is not the first time we've heard of somebody missing significant time because of punching something. I mean, earlier this year, Huasker Enoa for the Braves punched something in the dugout and missed significant time with an injury and you know we've heard it even before that so I, I don't know what it is but it's it's a bummer and it's a huge blow for the brewers it's just like why yeah why why does this have to happen anyway moving on if you stay in the national league so there is news coming out of st louis that nolan arenado will not exercise his opt-out clause this offseason so you know he actually kind of hinted on a few occasions that this would be the case. He was unlikely to opt out of this contract with the Cardinals. But this afternoon, he officially put it to bed. He said explicitly, I'm not opting out. We can put that out there. I will not be opting out. I will be coming back. That was always the plan. I'm absolutely coming back. I feel like this year has been special in a lot of senses. So no one's going to be back in St. Louis. He's going to return on a $35 million salary. And he's going to have another opportunity to opt out and test the open market the following season. Because the initial extension he signed with the Rockies contained only the post-2021 opt-out, which is the one that, that happens this winter, which is when he's skipping. However, when he came to St. Louis, the Cardinals added the second opt-out as part of a restructuring of the contract to convince Noah Arenado to waive his no-trade clause and come to St. Louis in the first place. So that's... That's how that came to be. The Cardinals also added an additional year and $15 million in guaranteed money to Arenado's contract. That's all 
part of the reason why Arenado waived his no-trade clause. He got all these perks from the Cardinals. So he's in a good position, obviously, financially, and they've and on the field, he's in a much better position than he's ever been with the Rockies. I think this is everything he's hoped for. I mean, they're in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, they're going to be in the playoffs this year. They've been winning a lot lately. This is exactly what he wanted with Colorado. He finally got it here in St. Louis. So Nolan Arenado is is looking good. And by the way, you know, looking at his numbers right now, you know, because the season's wrapping up, his numbers are right in line with his career marks. I mean, for the most part. Not not the raw home run totals, but if you look at the rate stats, he's he's close. Uh, I guess the OPS is so right now he has an 812 OPS, but for his career he's an 880. But I was looking at um, the OPS plus, which is you know adjusted for for um, park factors and um, league average and all that. So he's at a 123 OPS plus right now, and for his career he's a 121 OPS guy. So. I mean, there you have it. I mean, this dude, course field, um, home field for the Rockies, away, whatever, road, whatever you want to call it, this dude is a great player. He's a great hitter. And obviously, we know what he can do with the glove. He is the best out there as well. So he's going to be back in St. Louis. We'll see what he can do during the postseason push this fall. And then last but not least... Some news coming out of Kansas City. No, it's not Salvador Perez because, yes, we know he's he's hitting home runs every night now and might end up leading the bigs, might get to 50 bombs, honestly, 50-plus at this point. But the Royals have extended Michael A. Taylor. It's a two-year, $9 million guarantee for Michael A. Taylor with some incentives in there as well, up to half a million in total incentives available. It's based on plate appearances. Honestly, it's a bit surprising at first glance to see the Royals jump at this and extend Michael A. Taylor, even though he's right in the middle of a below-average year at the plate at the season. I mean, but even when you account for Kansas City's extremely pitcher-friendly home ballpark, you know, Michael A. Taylor's offensive numbers still check in around 21 percentage points below the league average. So he plays in a park that doesn't help hitters. But, you know, that way to run traded plus accounts for it. And he's sitting at a 79 way to runs created plus. That's just that's just not really getting the job done. It's not. But believe it or not, it's right in line with his typical production. He's not a guy who's great with the bat. And he spent the first seven seasons of his big league career with the Nats. Generally struggled at the dish. He's flashed some power here and there but he swings and misses a lot. Nonetheless, I mean, that glove is special. That's why he's in the big leagues, really. The glove is really good. So that's what the Royals are looking for. They're trying to keep him off the open market and, you know, keep that glove at Kauffman Stadium. So that's what they're trying to do. I mean, this dude has been in center field pretty much all season, but he's actually been 21 runs above average by measure of defensive runs saved. That's six runs ahead of Harrison Bader. I mean, Taylor is at Harrison Bader's second place. So Taylor's first place in defensive runs saved out there. And then if you go for outs above average, it's a similar picture. Michael A. Taylor is tied with Harrison Bader and Manuel Margot for the best in the outfield at plus 14. So, you know, all these advanced metrics are telling you that Michael A. Taylor 
is an excellent defender. And the Royals have always valued defense more than most teams, honestly, and partially because of that extremely spacious outfield at Kauffman Stadium. Excellent glove work was, you know, part of the reason they won the World Series during the past decade. And this front office definitely puts a real emphasis on defense and, you know, chasing balls down in that outfield. So that's what they'll do. But obviously it's it's a it's a great deal for Taylor himself personally. I mean, I'm sure he he's happy to have that out of the way. He's going to have a relaxing offseason knowing that he doesn't have to worry about signing a contract because he's already been extended. So we'll see what this means for other guys. I mean, other center fielders on the market. Obviously, Starling Marte is going to be at the top of that list this winter for center fielders. But there, there are other guys out there. So thought I would mention that uh, for Michael A. Taylor, a guy who really can't hit, but he can defend with the best of them. He's arguably the best defensive center fielder in the game, at least if you're going by advanced metrics. I mean, he has a 2.7 war on baseball reference, and that's due to his glove. That's due to his glove. I mean, his offensive numbers are not good, but the glove is what's carrying him there. So, yeah, so that's that's Michael A. Taylor. But that is all I have for today, folks. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.